Just begin to pray softly in other tongues right now and let the Holy Spirit let Him fill you. Let Him fill you with the fire. Let Him fill you with the fire. Liquid fire, rivers of liquid fire flow from within your innermost being. Jesus, let's sing that one more time. Jesus. Oh. Oh. Sing with all your heart today. Surrender your life with your arms open wide. Surrender to Him and sing it with all your heart. Oh God. You go Santa. Oh, name above all names. King above all kings. And pray for Bill tonight who's got either bad ankles or swollen ankles or some problem with your ankles I want you to come on the platform right now Jesus. every Christian begin to pray in other tongues right now 
Oh, Father. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Jesus. Bring him, bring him quickly. Hallelujah. Come, come. Come, quick, quick, quick. Bring them, bring them on the platform. Every Christian praying in tongues right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The ministry team behind them, hallelujah, God. Put your hands forward and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and begin to pray and prophesy healing. Put your hand on the where the pain is. Put your hand where the pain is, the back. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands right now in Jesus' name. Father, right now, Lord, release healing power in these ankles. Loose her right now in the name of Jesus. Be made whole. Jesus, Abacarabuku. Pow! 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 Healing pow! Oh, Rabasanti Abacar. Be healed! Kiendo Rasanti Abacando Re Bacar. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabaka. Loose him right now in the name of Jesus. Abacarabusco Rabacar. Pow! God! Healing power right now. These ankles. Just lay your hands upon those ankles right now in the name of Jesus. Healing power in this body. Healing power in this body right now. Don't grab me the microphone. Come forward. Just grab me the microphone. Hallelujah. Come. Jesus, just lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. Just put your hand on the ankles right now. Thank you, Father. Loose her right now in the name of Jesus. Pain, come out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I just do something you couldn't do before right now. How's that feel? It's good? What do you mean it's good? The pain is gone? The pain is gone. How long did you have that pain? Yes. Yes, five Five years you've had that pain. So just get, hallelujah, that's five years of pain just gone right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And uh, what, did it cause you discomfort? Were you able to walk up and down the stairs? No, not very much. Can you walk up and down that stairs right now? Just check it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Has the pain gone? Yeah, most of it. What do you mean most of it? <laughs> yes, yeah, slightly. There's some pain. Just move it. Move it right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Just receive complete healing. Complete healing. Complete healing in the name of Jesus. Right now, just move it again. Hallelujah. How is that for you? How long do you have that pain for? Years and years. Years. Five years, ten years? Five years. Five years. And was it difficult walking up and down the stairs? Can you do something you couldn't do before? I can raise on my heels, yes. And that's not causing any pain, and there was pain there before? Yeah. It's not pain now. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus praise right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something changed in, in your ankle. Um, it feels a bit better. I twisted my ankle on Friday, and it was swelled up. And I spoke on this morning, and it went down, but it was still aching a bit, so I just came on the stage to finish it off. So is it finished off? 
more or less, I'm just going to walk it out by faith. Uh, are you doing it by faith or has it, has it gone? It's more or less gone, but most of it had gone on Friday when I took authority. I just. But what, what are you experiencing right now? Just the aching is just going away slowly. Okay, just, Alicia, just lay your hands up on that ankle. Which angle is that? This angle. Father, we are believing you for complete healing in the name of Jesus. Most of it is gone. In the name of Jesus, we command the rest of it to be gone. Go in Jesus' name. Go in the name of Jesus. Be restored right now. In Jesus' name, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Have you got pain in your ankles? Yeah. Okay, lift your hands. We're going to pray for you right now. Put your hands on those ankles. Jesus. Loose this pain in the name of Jesus. Feet and ankles be strong right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just begin to move them right now. How's that feel? How's the, how's the other one? How long have you had that pain there for? Um, for about 10 years. 10 years? And, and, you, and there's a difference in your ankle, right? I'm not sure. Like, I feel pain when I like, stand for long hours. And uh, I don't know. Does it feel different from when you came up? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> the anointing of God's upon you. Lift your hands right now. Thank you, Father. Lord, you've done some here. <laughs> Healing power. Healing power. Healing power. Healing Jesus. Healing Jesus. Healing Jesus. Drive out this pain. In Jesus' name. I just begin to move again. God's healing you. God's healing you. That's what's happening. So you just put your hands on that ankle and complete the work. God is completing the work He started in you. He's completing the work. Just lift your hands. Stay in His presence right now. Let's sing that song. Let's lift our hands in this place to worship you. I live. I live to worship you. To worship you. I live. Jesus. To worship you. I live, I live to worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. To worship you. I live. 
come in this place tonight and worship Him. Take your seats. Tremendous sense of God's presence here tonight. Let's give it up for the musicians being with us all day. I'd like you to turn your Bibles tonight to Exodus chapter 3. Title of the sermon An Appointment with God. How many people want an appointment with God? I want an appointment with God. I want an appointment with God. Yesterday in Hounslow, we had about 50 plus people from KT down in Hounslow. Radical, crazy KT people on fire. Believing God for miracles and souls being saved. And over 60 people made a response to the gospel on the streets down in Hounslow. That is twice the size of the Hounslow Satellite Church that we have down there. So we thank God. And we just want to minister even more down there as well. And, and our passion here in KT is to train you to be a soul winner. Amen. Ask anybody, are you a winner? Are you a soul winner? I was at the England game yesterday and England won. Hallelujah. Something incredible. Just pray, Lord, for a miracle, Lord, in the next eight, eight or nine matches to, to go. For miracles, Jesus is a miracle work in Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, be our goalkeeper. Be our defender, be our midfield, be our strike force, be our substitute, Lord, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. And if any boy England players, Lord, fall out, be our on standby, in Jesus' name, amen. We want to make sure that you have these flyers, these, these flyers that are around that the stewards have. I think one of my flyers actually disappeared. For the festival of sport that's happening, the stewards have these flyers available. Now, th this event is taking place one week before the Olympics, and it's our key event, uh, our key outreach for the Olympics. If you know in here in KT, we have something called the New Hope Football Academy, which is a community work that we do where we influence in over 500 families and children on a regular basis. Our challenge, but however, is to get them to come into the church. And so 
we're trying to build bridges. So what we're aiming to do, every year, the church has picnics, sports days, the 2.30 versus the coronet. Uh, the children have their picnic. The youth have their picnic. Everybody gathers together in the park. And we are just doing that on one single day. All of the cell groups together. There's going to be live music. There's going to be a football tournament, volleyball tournament. There's going to be face painting. You name it, we'll have it. And uh, we just want to invite you to come along and join us with the New Hope families and with KT together. And we're just going to believe by faith that some of those families are going to give their lives to Christ. Hallelujah. During that time. And so we pray for those things. Let's pray right now as we come to the Word of God. Father, we thank you for your presence tonight. And Lord, we thank you for the Queen's Jubilee. And we thank you for what you've been doing. And churches up and down the country, Father, have been doing outreach. Thank you for the week before where churches gathered and they prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come upon every church, Lord God. As we celebrated Pentecost the other week. And Lord God, we are living in faith with those prayers. Other people have prayed. And tonight, Lord God, as a congregation, as KT, and Father, as the wider London churches, we want to meet with you, Lord. We want a fresh baptism of fire in the Holy Spirit. We want our lives to be changed in Jesus' name. Lord, we don't want to play church, Lord. We want to experience church, Lord. What is church without you? You are the head of the church, Lord. And we ask you to come and to be the head and to be the center of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to ask you a question today uh, as we continue. Have you surrendered your whole life to God? Have you surrendered your whole life to God? Often we think because we come to church uh, that we're following God. And uh, even on the platform we can preach messages but we know whether we're living for God or whether we're not living for God. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of a preacher called Nathan Morris. He's doing revivals on the God channel and that kind of thing. And uh, I don't believe everything he says, but God is using him in a powerful way. And I watched him the other day, and he was preaching this message. And it was, a, it was based in a message attacking, attacking people in the church and saying the church is in sin. And the church needs to get out of sin. And I thought, well, you know, we, we're preaching a grace message in KT. Hallelujah. And that the grace of God is here. And that we're living by grace. And we're not condemned because we've received Christ. But one message that I got from him, from the sermon, was it's time to get sin out. And it's time to get God back in. Hallelujah. Get sin out and get God in. Hallelujah. Get sin out and get God in. And whether you believe in grace, whether you believe in judgment, whatever you believe in tonight, I know one thing. I don't want anything to block me from God. I don't want any sin in my life to block me from knowing God. If God's pointing his finger in an area of my life and he's saying, listen, Christian, I want you to change that area. I want you to change. I want you to ask forgiveness. I want you to repent. I want you to turn away from that sin. You know why? It's not just about the sin. It's about getting God in more of your life. I want God more of me. John the Baptist put it this way. He said, let me decrease and let him increase. Hallelujah. Everybody say that together. Let him increase. Let me decrease. Hallelujah. Here in Exodus chapter 3, you read the story of Moses. Moses, we're all a bit like Moses. Moses here, he was born and he was adopted into Pharaoh's family, caught there on the river Nile. And he lived as a prince for most of his life. And then the call of God started to stir in him. The call of God to, to be with his people, the Jews, because he was born a Jew, but he was adopted an Egyptian. And uh, he had everything. Had everything that this world had to offer. Had the best food. At the best five star or six star restaurants. Glory be to God. He was eating at the highest table in Pharaoh's palace. But something was irritating you. I believe that you'll not be happy until you achieve everything that God has for you. 
You'll not be happy unless you're following God, unless you're following Jesus for yourself. And we know in KT, many people have been here for 20 plus years. And I wonder how many of those 20 plus years have we lived faithfully, fully committed to God. Moses got irritated with his life. And he thought, I've got to do something about the state of the Jews because they're being oppressed. So he took it into his own hands and, and he had some discussions with people and ended up murdering a man. Heard of murdering an Egyptian and Pharaoh found out about it and he just legged it. <laughs> Hallelujah. He legged it. Why? Because the whole of Pharaoh and the whole of the Egyptians was after him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the whole of London, all the police department was after you? You would leg it too. You would be on, you would be on a run. No wonder Osama bin Laden legged it from, from America. Because the whole of America was against him. Here, Moses, he, he, he started living another life. He ran from Egypt, but he ran from his destiny. And he spent 40 years without God. 40 years doing his own thing. I can think of people, and so can you tonight, who used to live for God. And they've been without God 10 years, 15 years, and you would think tonight they would never return. You'd think it would be impossible for them to return. Here, Moses, a murderer, 40 years without God. Married a midnight woman called Zipporah and started to live his life. Started to live his life. Not too bothered about the call of God. Not too bothered about what God had called him to do. Yes, he was stirred, but he murdered a man. And he, he legged it. He was on his way. And then here in this passage in Exodus chapter 3, he meets with God. Let's read it in verse 1. Now Moses tending the flock of Jethro's father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock back to the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire, hallelujah, from the midst of the bush. He, he, so he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And then Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. And then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Everybody say, holy ground. Say it again, holy ground. The place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up to that land, to a good land, a large land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and all of the ites that are in this text. Hallelujah. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Hallelujah. What a call. What a call. Here's Moses, a man who's murdered an Egyptian, who has rejected his past life. He's had one family, a Jewish family, then he's been adopted into an Egyptian family, and now he's on his third family. He's a Midianite, living as a farmer, a shepherd. And God turns up. You think, you think God says to him, he says, go back to Pharaoh. I'm going to send you back to Pharaoh. Can you imagine the pain that suddenly came upon Moses? He had to confront his past. I tell you, if you want to achieve your destiny, you need to confront your history. 
need to deal with your history. That's some sure some of the things that Colin's going to be dealing with in the counseling course that's coming up as well. Dealing with issues in our past. Here, God turns up. I don't know about you, but I want God to turn up in my life. I want God to turn up in my life. Think about Moses here. He lost everything. He had lost everything. Everybody say everything. He had lost it all. Now, you may be going through problems tonight, but you won't go through the same problems as Moses. Not one of us here tonight, maybe there's one, <laughs> there always might be one, but not one of us here probably has lived as a prince, has lived in a palace, has lived in Egypt, uh, who are the rulers and the governors of the land. He had it all. The Bible says you can gain the whole world, but you can lose your soul. Tonight you might want to be like Moses in Pharaoh's palace, but Moses got stirred and he left Pharaoh's palace. He lost it all. He had nothing. He was just living as a farmer without destiny. We all know the so story of the prodigal son, how he said to the father, Father, I wish you were dead. Give me my inheritance now. And he just legged it. And he spent all of his father's money that he got on ungodly living. Moses lost it all. He lost it all. But God visited him. Hallelujah. God visited him in a burning bush. And he said to him, Moses, Moses. Moses, Moses. I want to tell you now that God is calling you to a higher level. Hallelujah. God is calling you to do exactly what he's asked you to do. Here in KT, our passion is to make disciples. We can't make disciples without the fire of God. Hallelujah. Each of us need to encounter God in an unusual way. Some of us are living like Moses tonight. We're living to get by. The economy is going through problems. We're living to get by. I don't want to live to get by. I want to live cold. Hallelujah. I want to live meeting God every single day. A burning bush experience. That's what I want in the name of Jesus. Isaiah met with God. And what did he do? He cried out, I am a man of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the Lord. The Lord of hosts. Moses was called by God. And God said to Moses, he said these words. He said, take off your shoes. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Hallelujah. I want to stand on holy ground. Don't you? I want to stand in the place where God is. Now here tonight, the presence of God is here in a powerful way. Do you feel it? You can just lift your hand right now and receive his presence. There's a holy presence of God here right now. God met with Moses. He had said, Moses, Moses. Moses, Moses. I want you to hear God calling you tonight. Moses, Moses. Stop living your old life. Start to live a new life. A new life after God. He called him and he said, take off your shoes for the place where you stand is holy ground. The call of God is a holy calling. It's a holy calling. That's why God said to him, he said, listen, take off your shoes for the place where you stand is holy ground. Take off your shoes means to stop living your own way. Stop doing your own things and start to live for God. You know what I mean as a Christian. We struggle to pray. We struggle to read our Bibles. We struggle to get by. We come back to church on a Wednesday or a Sunday and we're grasping to get by. God's not called us to grasp to get by. We should have a passion to encounter God every single day. Every single day to be in the presence of God. The most important place for you to be in is in the presence of God. 
And I believe every single day when you go into prayer, you should be saying, God, you know what? I'm taking my own shoes off. And I'm stepping into your shoes. Whether you pray in the morning or you pray in the night. You take off your shoes and you say, God, I'm stepping into your shoes. Whatever you plan for my life, I'm going to give my life completely over to you. The seeker place is the most important place for you to be. Psalm 42 says, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul longs for the living God. Here, Moses, he was standing on holy ground. Now you read in Exodus chapter 33, when Moses had actually taken the children of Israel out of Egypt, what did he say to God? He said, God, if your presence does not go with us, we're not going to move forward. If your presence doesn't go with us, what happened to Moses? I tell you, when Moses encountered God in this passage, he got addicted to the presence of God. He got addicted to the presence of God. I tell you, when you encounter God, you get addicted to the presence of God. There's nothing like the presence of God. Are you hungry for the presence of God tonight? Are you thirsty for the presence of God tonight? Last week, when Bruce opened the, pull, the platform here, people came forward and he asked people to be filled with the Spirit and there was a few people who just walked down. A few people. Hallelujah. For those few people who were hungry. If you want a move of God in your life, you need to be hungry for the presence of God. I can hear some of you tonight, oh well, great, Moses encountered God. I've not encountered God. And in fact, I'm not even bothered about encountering God. Some of you who think like that tonight, you need a holy stirring, hallelujah. You need a holy stirring, you need a burning, a burden inside. You need to pray, God, give me the fire, hallelujah. Give me a hunger after you, a hunger that would never die, a hunger that would never go out. Here at the 7 o'clock service, is a Holy Spirit service. Do you know that the Holy Spirit responds to our hunger? Hallelujah. I'm a hungry lion. Hallelujah. I'm a hungry Christian. Not just for jollof rice and chicken that we had outside there today. Or yesterday at the Hounslow Mission. Rice and peas and curry gourd. Oh, glory be to God. But I'm hungry for the presence of God. I tell you something, if you knew tonight when you go home that God's presence was going to be in your room, you wouldn't have a tea, you wouldn't have a coffee, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be taking any packed lunch from outside, you wouldn't be bothered about eating it, you would be straight there in the presence of God. Every single one of us need a face-to-face -face encounter with God every single day. Going before God on holy ground, taking our shoes off and having a face-to-face -face encounter with God. I want to be the hungriest person in the world. The hungriest person after God. The hungriest person encountering God day in, day out. Night in, night out. In the presence of God. Because if we are going to achieve destiny as a church, if you're a cell leader in this place tonight, the only way that you're going to grow your cell and continue to grow your cell, apart from taking the courses of Marston leadership and getting educated, is the presence of God. A cell group needs the presence of God, whether we are discussing the Bible, whether we are praying or giving announcements, we need as people to be full of God's presence. Otherwise, when you're empty and you're burned out, you will quit and you'll say, I'll never do that ever again. I don't want to lead anybody ever again because you're empty, you're not full of God. Moses, he stepped on holy ground and God said to him, I am the God of 
of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. But you know, in Christ, this fear is not there in Christ. Because the Bible says, here in the Old Testament, the fear was there. But in the New Testament, Christ has already, already went into the presence of God. And he's delivered us from every fear because he, if he, I mean, Hebrew says we can boldly come to the throne room of grace. We can boldly enter in into the presence of God because Christ paid the price on the cross for our sins. There's nothing blocking us from God right now. You, right now, as a Christian in Christ, can step firmly into the presence of God. You say, well, there's sin in my life. Well, ask forgiveness. Apply the blood of Jesus. Because the Bible says, if we apply the blood of Jesus, He is faithful and just to forgive us from all our sins. Because Christ paid the price for our sins on the cross. So we can boldly come into the presence of God and there can be no fear because God is our Father. Hallelujah. And He wants to dwell with us. He wants to be with us. That's why He said, Moses, Moses. He called Moses and He's calling you. The Bible says, before He formed you in the womb, He knew you. God knows you tonight. And He set you apart to be a prophet to the nations. The Lord said to Moses, I've surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. God has heard the cry of his people a week ago when 10,000 people met for Pentecost festival. And they were crying out to God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were crying out to God that God would set the churches on fire. I tell you that those prayers have been answered. God right now is getting ready to visit people in this nation. The Moseses who are backslidden from God for 40 years, I tell you today, they're going to slide back to God. People have been away from God for 10 years, not picked up the call of God. Maybe they committed a great sin like Moses. I tell you, God is going to use the Moseses again. Hallelujah. He is going to use those Moses who rejected him, who wandered off in the wilderness, who got another job, started to do other things. He's going to start to meet with them in the burning bush again, in the name of Jesus. Right up and down this country, God is getting ready to pour out His Spirit in the name of Jesus. Why do I say that? Because God answers prayer. If you've been asking God to pour out His Spirit on your life, I tell you, there's going to come a time where the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. Because prayer brings the presence of God. God answers prayer. I remember I was walking in the supermarket one day. One of my friends. I was just thinking about him and before I went in the supermarket. But I was having a particularly bad day. Anybody had a bad day? I wasn't particularly in prayer. But I was crying out to God in my heart saying, God, you've got to do something. You've got to change this situation. You've got to do something. But I didn't have what it took to break through. Anybody had a day like that? You're trying to pray, you're trying to break through, you want the presence of God, but it has, actually hasn't happened as yet. Sometimes you need to get someone to pray for you, hallelujah. Go up to someone in church, say, hey, Franco's anointed, say, hey, I want that anointing, put your hand on my head. I need the presence of God. I haven't had the presence of God for a week or a day. I want the presence of God, come and lay your hands up on me. So I walked in the supermarket, just doing some shopping, and then suddenly, you know, the presence of God, the presence of God came into that supermarket aisle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, the presence of God came in that supermarket aisle. And when the presence of God comes, you are not bothered about anything else. I couldn't care what the shopkeeper is saying. I couldn't care about what someone else who's doing their shopping is looking at. 
for me, I'm in the presence of God. And uh, suddenly the joy of the Lord just came upon me. And I, the presence, like a wind, just, whoo, just came in. I just started to laugh. Oh, whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I started to laugh in the aisle where the tins were. Hallelujah. And then I started to praise God. Oh, God, thank you for your presence. That's exactly what I needed. I needed your presence, Lord. And then suddenly the mobile phone went. My 32, Nokia 3210, you remember those? Of today I've got an iPhone, Jesus is Lord, hallelujah. If you haven't got an iPhone, you need to repent. <laughs> Exchange your Blackberry for an iPhone, says the Lord. Jesus. So the presence of God came in. I can see you feeling the anointing there, hallelujah. And I answered the telephone, I was just laughing. I was praying to him, hallelujah. And guess who it was? It was a really good friend of mine. A really good friend of mine who was praying for me. And he started to talk on the phone. You know, how's everything? I've been praying for you. And all I could do was just laugh. Hallelujah. Because the presence of God was filling me. And I just started to speak in tongues to him. And I said, hey, I have to see you later because the presence of God is here. The presence of God is the most important place for you to be. The appointment that you have for God is the most important appointment that you have of your entire week. Hallelujah. In London, we know that we've got to meet many people. We've got to get business deals. We've got to go to work on time. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. And suddenly in London, if you've been here a while, you'll know that London will suddenly zap your energy. And then you're asked to come into KT and you're asked to consolidate everybody and phone people and meet for coffee with people and have your cell group and go on encounters and suddenly you're too busy for God. You're too busy for the presence of God. It's the other way around. The appointment that you have is to meet with God first and then out of your meeting with God, you start to change the world. That's what Bruce said last week. That Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem till you've been clothed with power from on high. How many know, after a mission, you feel tired? Jesus knew this. Virtue went out of him. He had to rest on many occasions and spend time with his Father and get filled back up. Because he was fully submitting to the Father and he was submitting to the Holy Spirit's work in his life. Jesus didn't do anything except he saw the Father doing. And some of us tonight, the reason why we're so tired is because we are doing things that God has not called us to do. We are ministering in places that God has not called us to minister at. Because when God calls you, He empowers you. Hallelujah. You need to go back into the presence of God and reevaluate where you're at with God. And say, God, I need to be filled back up with you. I need a burn and bush experience because your word says, when you seek me, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I was driving up the M1. And the reason I was driving up the M1 with some cell members, this was in the year 2006. Is because God had laid on our hearts to go out into different cities and villages and preach the gospel. And the reason for that was because our senior minister here, Colin Dye, he was prophesying that revival's got to come into the nation and that judgment or judgment's going to come. But God wants to pour out His grace. If the church rises up, hallelujah, the grace of God will be poured out on the nation. 
If the church doesn't rise up, then judgment is going to be what's going to be happening in the nation because of the people's sin. We need people to turn to God. We need Moses to rise up. So what happened was we decided in our small cell group that we would go to these cities and we would start to prophesy over the church that God was going to send a deluge of revival. And guess what we did? We went to Birmingham, to Nottingham, to Bristol. We got out of our car. We visited the Anglican church, the Pentecostal church, all the different churches. And we just stood outside, just there, saying, God, send revival upon this church. This dry church, send your fire in the name of Jesus and bring a revival. Hallelujah. You know, your words have power. Your prayers have power. In the name of Jesus. And we prayed and prayed and prayed for those revivals to happen. Then years later we started to travel around and preach the gospel in these cities. And people started to turn to Christ. That's why we were in Hounslow the other day preaching the gospel. Because God has put a fire in our hearts. And I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that God will put a fire in your heart. Someone said to me a couple of years back. And he's preaching. He said, the fire of God doesn't fall on an empty altar. I want you to think about that again. The fire of God doesn't fall on an empty altar. Meaning that the fire of God doesn't fall on a life that is not willing to surrender to him. You need to get to the point in your life where you are surrendered to God. See, the degree that the Holy Spirit can fill you and the presence of God can fill you is in the same degree that you're willing to surrender your life to God. If you've surrendered your life only 90% to God, God will only fill the 90%. He's not not going to override your will. If you want to keep the 10% for yourself and say, God, you ain't getting in this door. This is my life. I'm going to do what I want with it. Hallelujah. This 10%, but I'll do the rest, the 90%. You want the fullness of God, you need to open every door in your heart in the name of Jesus. And say, God, come on in. If you want the fire of God, if you want the call of God upon your life, you need to open up your whole heart to Him tonight in the name of Jesus. Let's bow our heads in prayer right now in Jesus' name. I'd like the musicians to return. Tonight, you have an appointment with God. And there's people in this place tonight... You've not received the Lord in your life. God said he heard the oppression of the people. God has seen the oppression of the world and he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to deliver you from sin. That you could find a way into the presence of God and you could be saved and you could get entrance into heaven because of the presence of Jesus Christ. Tonight, In a few moments, I'm going to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to God. For the first time. Or if you're in this place tonight and you're like Moses, you've been away from God. Now, I know here tonight, there's many Christians here. You don't need to be out of the church to be backslidden. You can be in the church and still be without God. So I'm going to include you in this prayer tonight. I'm going to pray this prayer. It's a prayer of commitment to God. And then after this prayer, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. Now it's not a difficult thing for someone to lift their hand. 
but it's a bold thing especially in a congregation like this when you lift that hand you're lifting it not to me you're lifting it to heaven and you're saying to God God if you can forgive my sins if you can change my life I'm going to lift my hand because I need your forgiveness I need you in my life today because I'm surrendering my life to you I'm going to pray this prayer and especially you tonight who's saying to God God I'm coming back to you God I need you in my life Jesus come into my life right now pray this prayer to me say Lord Jesus Christ I come to you right now and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins today I commit my life into your hands I know it's only you who can forgive me today today I choose to follow you thank you Lord for receiving me into your kingdom I believe that you died on the cross I believe you rose again on the third day and today I commit my life to you thank you Jesus for accepting me amen if you prayed that prayer in your heart tonight and you want forgiveness of sins you want Jesus in your life and you're saying Christian pray for me I want to surrender my life to God I want a new start I want a new beginning I want you to lift your hand high in this place right now because I'm going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus you want forgiveness of sins lift your hand high right now in this place when you lift that hand you're not lifting it to me you lift it to heaven and you're saying God is the only person who can forgive me of my sins lift your hand high in the balcony right across this place today you're saying Christian pray for me I need Jesus in my life I need God to forgive me of all my sins I want a new start if you're in this place tonight and you're a Christian you at least you wear the Christian badge and you're saying Christian pray for me I need God to forgive me I want to get the sin out I want to get God back in lift your hand high right now because I want to pray for you thank you Father every single person who's lifted your hand I want you to stand on your feet and I'm going to pray for you right now just stand on your feet let's give them a hand as they stand right now in the name of Jesus now, if there's anybody else who wants to stand this is the part where God said take the sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground If you want to stand, stand right now and I'll include you in this prayer. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Jesus. Every person who's standing right now, I'd like you to come forth, forward. Take the sandals off your feet, not literally, but come forward and take this place here at holy ground and come forward right now and I'm going to pray for you. Let's give them a hand as they come right now in the name of Jesus. I want you to speak to the person next to you right now and ask them are you saved are you a Christian ask them right now are you a Christian if you're not a Christian and you want to become a Christian tonight come forward and pray this prayer for tonight there's a new start for you in Jesus name just waiting for the other people to come forward thank you Father let's give them another hand as they come hallelujah there's one gentleman from the top we're waiting for There's a gentleman there with a cap on as well. You just bring him forward. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 
come right forward. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just bow your heads in prayer tonight. This is holy ground. This is a new start. I want you guys to pray this prayer out loud after me. It's a prayer to receive Jesus in your life. So repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you right now. Pray it stronger. Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you right now. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Today, today, I choose to follow you. I make you the Lord of my life. I believe that you died on the cross. That you rose again on the third day. And that you are truly the Son of God. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a shout of praise right now. Hallelujah. Oh! Oh! Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in, in Kensington Temple, we have what we call small groups, cell groups, we call them. And these cell groups are designed to help you to move forward with God. And I want to encourage every single one of you to take that next step forward in church. Now, if you're from another church, step forward in that church if you can. If they don't have discipleship, we can spend a bit of time discipling you, you for a while. And if you want to continue in that church, that's fine. But the Bible says, repent and be baptized. That word baptism means immersion. It means to step forward. You have to step forward with God. Amen. That's what Moses had to do. He didn't want to. If you read the passage, he was very nervous about going back to Pharaoh and doing what God had asked him to do. But it's important that you move forward with God and you receive the Holy Spirit and you become part of the church. Hallelujah. So some of our people from KT, they're going to spend some time with you right now just asking you a question about the decision that you made tonight. They'll probably pray with you again the prayer. They'll talk to you about the welcome party and different things that we do here in KT. And then we'll bring you back into the service. Amen. So if you just turn to the right where Anita is right now, let's give them a hand as they go right now. If, you, if one of your friends is here right now at the front, I do encourage you to come forward and just be with them right now. I know some of you generally wait for people after the service, but if you're a friend of somebody who's here at the front, just go with them right now. If you invite them tonight and spend time with them praying that prayer in the consolidation room as well. Let's all stand right now here tonight. Hallelujah. I'd like the ministry team to be here at the front. I'd like to sing that song again, Jesus Anointed One, as we finish tonight. And as I, as I preached on this sermon about just obeying the call of God, I want to open it up tonight. If you are hungry for God's presence tonight, and you're saying, Christian, you know what? I want to obey the call of God. I want to be filled with God's presence. So if you're one of those cell leaders or people in ministry today who you've just been clearly tired, and you need a fresh infilling of the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, God wants to fill you this week in an amazing way. So if you're hungry for God, if you're thirsty for God, while we're singing this song, I want you to come forward and the ministry team who are anointed tonight, I heard them praying earlier on, they're going to pray for you. And in this place tonight, you're going to get filled back up with God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys.